0: hello people of this world welcome to are you there love it's us danny and izzy i'm izzy i'm danny that was the most beautiful intro i've ever heard <laughs> you're you lie but i appreciate it uh i haven't done the intro because i get too self-conscious about everything i mean that's this podcast is. Of-
1: <laughs> that's why we're here on this podcast anyway to talk about all the things why we're of why we're self-conscious i can't even speak tonight Anyway, I thought that was great. And uh, we are here tonight, a little bonus episode, a Mm -hmm. little companion to our episode on American Panda by Gloria Chow.
0: Izzy, do you want to
1: talk about maybe one of the topics we're going to hit tonight?
0: (laughs) Yeah. So referring to American Panda by Gloria Chow, go support and listen to our episode about that book. But... In American Panda, it's May's first year in college, so we thought it would be fun to kind of recount a little bit of our college days, like they're eons ago, but it was literally like two years ago. Almost, It's almost our two-year anniversary, and well, two years for us, one year for me, because I'm smart, and I did a
1: master's. Yep. Yeah. My little smarty pants with her five-year program. Oh. <laughs> Snaps for Izzy, a master's student, graduate. Anyway, yeah, we thought it'd be fun to talk about our own college experience, maybe specifically freshman year like May, and uh, a little sprinkle about me and Izzy, because we met at college. We went to Boston we together. It
0: was, and that's like right across the river from MIT, for those who don't know Boston geography, but... Um, yeah just right across from the good old Charles and I actually run I used to do the the loop from it because I lived in Kenmore Square in the BU dorm so I would do a loop that would go to the MIT bridge across to Cambridge and then back around the BU bridge it was a really nice loop I used to run
1: Across Aww, the Esplanade. That's cute. I never. I made it maybe to MIT once. I would run because I always lived in at BU. It's called West Campus for the most part. I lived there, um, except for one semester I lived in the same dorm as Izzy. Anyway, most <laughs> one of the time, semester she got <laughs> sick semester. of me and had to leave. <laughs> that is not it that is not it but then i moved back to west campus west was always calling my name so i would go from there and then i would usually go it's on the esplanade the little trail next to the charles river um and i would usually go down near the science museum and then back
0: yeah i did that loop once um in the summer i would do that loop around a lot Uh, i would do like the bridge to the i don't know what bridge they call it but the one that goes with the red line that goes across to Cambridge, like down by the Galleria, um, mm. that was a long run. That's when I used to run, be fit. But we're getting we're getting in there. I've been running more since the weather's been really nice. But now I still live in Boston, but I live uh, in Brookline and there's a nice um, running trail. So I live 20 minutes away from the Chestnut Hill Reservoir. So there's a nice little, like, running loop, which is probably, like, a mile and a half that I've been running, but I tragically fell like a week ago and, like, scraped up my entire body.
1: Yeah, that cut, it, it looked pretty uh, deep in there. But this girl's a freaking trooper because she's still out there running and yeah. or both, like, every day. We're here for hot girl summer. That's really oh,
0: what Oh, yeah. Well, I've only been running because this is, let's give another hashtag stool status. Because I went to go see my uh, gastroenterologist or went to go see a gastroenterologist. And he told me that running would help me poop better. And I mean, it's kind of been working. Yeah. Okay. So um, one of the things I think that is part of everybody's college experience um, is roommate. Rooming together, finding the person you're going to live with. And just briefly in the book, you see May go through like two roommates. I think one who was blatantly racist towards her and didn't necessarily see or agree with uh, May's heritage and ethnicity. So that girl moved out. And then she gets another roommate, Nick, uh, who they end up being friends and working out, but there's a little bit of ups and downs between
1: them. Yeah, I I would say so. I don't know if I'd call it tension at first uh, because May is a little socially anxious and all the things wrapped up in freshman year. She kind of, I wouldn't say ignores the existence of Nick, but kind of is like, we're going to live our two separate lives and like we're not going to be friends or whatever. And, which is natural i mean
0: yeah like that you don't know this person so it's kind of like it happens with some roommates as long as you can communicate with them
1: yeah I could kind of relate to that experience in a sense with my junior year fall semester roommate uh because oh, i was yeah. supposed to room with one of my friends and then she got pulled off the ra wait list so then i I got shoved with, like, a rando, and she ended up being fine. She was, like, a year younger than me, a transfer to BU, and she was, like, a nice girl, but, like, we weren't friends, obviously, and, like, there really wasn't an effort made to, like, be friends. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess on either either party, like, she would have this guy come over that was her friend, but then I think they low-key became a thing, uh, but I moved out before that happened. Uh, not because of her, just because my friend was like there's an open spot in my apartment yeah and then I was like oh I could have this nice apartment for senior year
0: but um anyway yeah nice op- she basically what Danielle saying is that she sold out took a nicer apartment and moved away from me so true
1: and I was very sad about that but also <laughs> my mental health I mean, was not you the have the greatest <laughs> and so I was like living with a friend over this random person sounds like it'd be good for my health <laughs> I don't care.
0: No, I'm just kidding. I think it was good for you.
1: But anyway, yeah, so it wasn't, like, terrible living with her because she was, like, a fine, nice, like, pretty clean person. But some days, like, when I wasn't having the greatest day and I just wasn't feeling it, it was to then, like, go like in every my yard. every day room. you are having the greatest day. <laughs> That's I mean, awful. yeah, junior fall was, like, a bad time, y'all. It just – a lot of things were not going my way. Well, not a lot. A few things that really – uh hit me anyway yeah so when you like come home and there's this like random person you don't talk to within like 10 feet of your breathing space and you just kind of want to maybe you know sit there and journal or like you know sit there and cry and there's this person you're not even friends with in the room with you you can't really do much um Mm -hmm. but yeah Yeah. that's my story i mean I, i
0: don't have any bad roommate. Experiences in college, but so I went to boarding school for high school, and that was like three years. So I've been living with someone or like another person sharing a space for like a while. So going to college and like meeting roommates was not a big deal. And honestly, all my college roommates were pretty good. Um, I got really lucky with housing. Uh, I mentioned in another podcast that I started BU coming in half semester so I started in January so that Mm -hmm. meant we got like the best housing because then you had random people leave for study abroad so they got like the best room so I got put in they call the one of the brownstones which is Bay State Road on BU's campus which is parallel to Commonwealth Ave and it was a really really nice apartment it I was a suite so there was a single off to the side and then a room with a double and I was in the double but the two people who were in the room they were juniors and they were friends and honestly they were great to me like we were had a good relationship they showed me around they were they said much to me which always stuck to me they were worried that I was coming in as a first year student going crazy but they were like wow you're really grounded and like good to to room with, which made yeah i'm like yeah i know it was a trauma in high school i wasn't traumatic in high school but i don't know if i've ever told you the
1: story maybe i have i don't know i don't think so um, i don't recall like a trauma story from housing from high school
0: um so what happened was that i knew this girl we were both new we call it new girl sophomores so we were both new girl sophomores and we were really good friends um we became friends because we were new together we roomed together sophomore year and then we decided to room together junior year and then after that we decided to room together senior year and then I guess senior year was like stressful for everyone because colleges and especially in the environment that I was in it was like super competitive um because mm-hmm. like the high academia like people okay, like administrators in the college wanted you to go to a good college uh your parents wanted you to, and your family wanted you to go to a good college and then there was like this inherent internal competition between everybody in my class but I think that really got to this girl this roommate um and then I guess she projected a lot of her strife insecurities whatever onto me so we were like really good friends and then like senior fall like late fall I notice like she's being hella distant you know and I'm like okay let me give her her space but then I confront her about it or just like talk to her like, hey, like, what's up? Like, did I do something wrong? Are you okay? Like, just can you talk to me? And then she has the audacity, not the audacity, but I guess this is what she was feeling, but it was hella rude. She was like, yeah, I mean, I just like find you hella annoying now and I don't want to be your friend. And I was like, what oh. What the F are you talking about? I was
1: and you were blindsided. friends for that long?
0: We were friends for, like, two and a half years. And then out of the blue, she's like, word for word, I'm quoting this. She was like, I find you annoying. I don't want to be your friend anymore.
1: That is dramatic. How rude and untrue.
0: I mean, I know I can be annoying. I'm not saying that isn't true. But the rudeness and, like, the I think it's also, like, I was completely blindsided. And I was also fragile because I was I, – I think that made me tougher as a friend. But – I was wrecked. I was like, we've been two pizzas in a pod for the entire time we've been at school. Everyone knows we're like best friends and roommates. Like we're one of the success stories. And I was yeah. like an emotional work. I was crying for like a week about it. I was like, and I'm still hella. You still had to live with her. I still had to live with her for the entire year, knowing someone to your face has like, does not want to associate with you anymore. And it's just so uncomfortable. But it made me like thicker. i gained more friends out of that than I lost which I was concerned about because I was super insecure in high school and it was rough I was crying like crazy
1: it was like kind of my first
0: breakup actually I think
1: oh I'm sorry I mean not that I've ever been through like a romantic breakup I can't say (laughs) but like friend breakups honestly are pretty traumatic
0: in a way it was like a blessing in disguise and that made me have a thicker skin yeah. and that instance like I lived through someone who literally knew who hated my guts I could have gone through anything so but I think it was karma that in college then I got like really good roommates
1: if we are going through the analysis of freshman year to senior <laughs> my freshman year roommate for college first semester into like a little bit of uh spring semester see okay here's a little story dash lesson even if you decide not to go random and you find someone on like your random little facebook page or whatever and you chat with them uh it could still turn out to be an absolute freaking mess oh, oh yeah so that's um low-key high-key would happen to me i was talking to this girl over the summer we she was like interning or working doing whatever in new york city for that summer before freshman year of college, we like met up. It was like fine. We had chatted, and now I'm getting better at like reading how my conversations go with people because I don't want to say that I'm a forcer, but sometimes I'm like a forcer because I want to be friends with everyone and stuff. And I think I'm like a bubbly, nice person. So I was like, our conversations were fine, but it was never like this is going to be my best friend. But you don't have to be best friends with the person you're living with. She seemed normal anyway. Got to college she had a boyfriend and then probably like two weeks into college her and the boyfriend broke up and then she went like freshman year college girl wild so she uh, and it's like fine I just really wasn't living that life and she could do whatever she wanted just as long as she didn't like disturb my life but like I remember one time she came home and her like man friend was with her and she was like throwing up all over the room and I was like Ugh. half asleep which is okay that's fine because I've definitely been a sloppy girl before oh, um, yeah. but at the same time like when you're in a shared space like that's yeah.
0: disgusting
1: those rooms were small and then yeah. my one rule is like roommates was don't smoke weed in the room mm-hmm. Uh it was not legal in Massachusetts at the time I believe and also like and also, it's like, very not
0: yeah and if you don't Want weed in your room, like the person who you're learning to respect that, regardless yeah. of their opinions on marijuana.
1: Well, just like don't smoke it in the room, oh, like true. you can do whatever yeah. you want, like outside the room. Like, yeah. it's in the room, I don't care. Like, just I don't want our room, like you said, the rooms are so small, like, so I just didn't want all my stuff smelling like that. Our room definitely smelled like that. And then another time I came home to find like a wine stain on my bed, like one of her friends, like, I guess it was like leaning on my bed. Um, And, and they didn't then, clean it up or tell you? No. And then it wasn't like the biggest thing, but like. No, but like when you say that, that minimizes like, the okay. actual.
0: You do this a lot. You minimize like the actual impact and you're like trying
1: to be nice. but I'm like, no, that's not okay not because i mean someone was touching my bed and like on my stuff whatever and then she always had like i referenced this man friend so she always had the man friend over i didn't think it was intimate physical sexual romantic at all it seemed kind of friendly but then sometimes i think she told me about it like it was kind of verging on being a romanticish thing i don't know friends with benefits who knows what was happening he was always over because of that though like always over and, like, you could have your friend over once, like, whatever. But, like, we're literally living in the same room. And, like, that was, like, having a third roommate for a while. And then the last straw came. Bum, bum, bum. When <laughs> it was after winter break. We came back for spring semester. And she had texted me, like, the night before being like, oh, um, I think she asked me if I was coming back that night or something. And I think I said yes or either my phone died. But I was sleeping over my friend. Uh, my friend's room, female friends. <laughs> Let's put that. Up. Not that it matters. I came. I was going back to my room. It was like eleven o'clock on like a Saturday morning. I come back, door's not locked, and I walk in on them having like sex. Like literally, him on top of her, whatever. So I did you see the booty? I saw the booty. I didn't see. anything else really um so i walked in like a little bit and it was like a movie i like opened the door a little they were like oh my god i just literally turned around let the door close and like walked down the staircase and i heard her saying my name down the hallway and i was like i'm not dealing with this right now so then i texted my friends and we all went to the dining hall and she was texting me like apologizing and then she was like do you want me to move and i was like yes please do so Oh, there was another time her male friend was over and I th- literally slept in the trash room, like the trash. I thought you to tell that story.
0: I, th- I thought those two stories were connected, but were they separate?
1: The trash room was like around finals time. I remember oh. and her man friend was sleeping over, and she was a theater girl, so she didn't have like real written finals. I remember, and he was like staying there, and I had been studying all night, and I don't think she like asked me, and they just were like sleeping. So I came back, and I'm like, I have to wake up early, and this man is sleeping here, and it's late at night, and I this is weird. So then I was like, okay, I'm just going to study and like half sleep in this room. Uh, Yeah, so that was not a good experience. But then the girl that eventually took her spot in that room, she was nice. Uh, We weren't like best friends, but she was nice and we like talked. She was a transfer student. And then sophomore year, I live with my friend Emmy. Emmy is a listener of this podcast. (laughs) Emmy, I love you so much. Emmy feels uncomfortable now. You're the best roommate. One of the best roommates. The best roommate. Love you. Anyway, so live with Emmy. Then junior fall was random girl, and then junior spring I went to go live with one of my friends in the student village Stuvi, which is like this really tall, beautiful high rise. So nice, but the people aren't worth it. Yeah, it's basically like fratty, which sporty rich. people. Yeah. And like the people who could pay for the most expensive housing on campus. But my mom was like, if you pay for part of it and like, whatever, we'll figure it out. So then I had this corner room and like my whole, one of my walls was like all windows over. Oh, the was really River. Nice. And I was like, it was, really I'll, nice. it was the nicest room I could have gotten on that whole campus. And I was like, it's worth the extra money. Like I will do it. And so I lived in there junior uh, spring and then senior fall. And then senior spring, I did the Boston University Los Angeles program, which is basically study abroad in L.A. So I did that. And that was really cool, too. I lived in this building called Park La Brea. Park La Brea was featured on 90 Day Fiance at one point. Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah. One of the couples in, like, season four lived there because I remember watching it with one of my friends. And I was like, oh, my God, I lived there. Oh, my God. You could have been on 90 Day Fiance and lived there. Maybe one day I will. Maybe I'll find my lover in another country through like Facebook. Who knows? Yeah. Okay. So it's obvious that we
0: had like weird roommates. Well, not weird. You had weird roommate experiences. So besides roommates, like how did you meet new people? Because May doesn't really meet many new people besides kind of in her classes, but not really. She, uh teaches at this dance studio but those are for like little kids so how did you
1: meet people Danielle how did I meet people I kind of just I met people either through my classes and I remember when I first got to BU I was like I'm gonna be a good student and I like sat front row took all the notes and like was total like nerd ball um so one of my good friends Kylie who also listens hey Kylie I love you anyway (laughs) Like, I met her because she also sat front row in one of the classes, and for an assignment, we had to go to the Museum of Fine Arts, which is in Boston, and do, I think it was a paper or something. So she literally turned to me and was like, hey, do you want to go together? And this was freshman year, and, like, we're still friends to this day. So I think it's really just chance encounters and taking the leap of being like, hey. Because then through her, I met one of my really good friends, Christina, because they were roommates. and and they were roommates and they <laughs> were roommates <laughs> Emmy, like M- 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 i met through class as well a lot of people i think i met through classes and like projects or it was basically friends of friends where i befriended someone they're like i think you'd really like this person let me introduce you you have um, a lot of those stories
0: like you're so good at meeting people and like connecting with them oh, versus me who i feel like i'm not i'm personable but like i'm not an easy friend to me that's how i feel about myself i may be different to other people i think we we'll talked to we met in class i mean we we've briefly mentioned but i feel like we need a whole episode on how we met that experience sophomore year because that's a whole like novel of like oh yeah bullshit. so many
1: experiences of digging dirt and spitting in things digging dirt in like 100 degree weather
0: um spitting in tubes to see our microbiome
1: yeah, literally. I had one of the cleanest mouths in that class. I stand by that. So if anybody ever wants to kiss me, know I'm definitely clean. Anyway, <laughs> I think you're yeah. a very social person. I mean, we met through class like that. So Yeah, I don't know. So I met
0: my friend group weirdly. I was, well, I mean, because I was relatively independent when I came to college already. So I didn't have that, like, bond over like oh I don't know how to do things with my life like let's go and or like let's go frat and party because all of that happened uh fall semester and I came in the spring semester so I mean I was okay with like going to the dining hall alone I mean I didn't like it but I was like you know it's fine I'll just do it so mm-hmm. it was actually uh, I'm gonna get like emotional now because I miss all my friends so much but uh it was actually uh our program that really helped me like meet people so me and danielle were both in the college of general studies Mm. crayon glue and scissors um but but we were in two different programs uh so how i met my like main group of friends is i mean basically through class it only takes like one person so the first person that i remember meeting is my friend Parion. And I don't know, I should I shout her out? I don't know if she listens, Um, but I love her anyways. Um And then she just like randomly invited me to, I guess she met people through orientation. She had met a bunch of people and they had stayed in touch or whatnot and they were hanging out. And this was like two months in. So I went a full like two months into college without really meeting people. And then Parion asked if I wanted to go to dinner with them. And I was like... Aww. Oh, my God. I was shook. Um, I think it was because uh, Parian liked what I said. I think I had, like, a whole feminist rant in the, my uh, humanities class, which I Very frequently on brand. do. Very <laughs> on brand. And then, like, literally, that's it. Like, I met people through there. And people that I met that semester, we stayed friends throughout the entirety of college. Like, granted, like, relationships, like, ebbed and flowed and, like, different relationships formed. But... It's weird that like Parion was the first one of the first people I met at BU, and she's like my sister now. Yeah, and that's my sister. I met Nico, whom- and Libni. both are, like those are my like ride or die people. Mm-hmm. Um, the only person I didn't—I mean, you were—we were waiting. You were too important to me to like meet um, right then.
1: <laughs> the world had to give us our own separate shining moment.
0: But yeah, I mean, it only takes one person, and whether you are that person to like reach out and be like, Hey, do you want to go to dinner? Or do you want to study together? What not? It really just takes that, that leap of courage to ask, you know, yeah. extend an invitation, uh, excuse me, extend an invitation. And which yeah. is like what I recommend to everybody, but it's also okay, you know, not to meet people right away or to meet people and then still not be friends with them. Like I've had, friends who I've been friends with for a semester and that's it because we had the same class and the relationship Mm -hmm. didn't survive after that. And that's perfectly fine. I feel like that's, you know, what
1: college is. Yeah. You'll find your people. And I think another important thing to note is I feel like society and movies, entertainment, whatever you consume, kind of makes it feel like you will go to college and like you'll meet your people immediately, and oh, like you'll in. walk in the first and move in day, and then your roommate will turn
0: and she's like, or she or he or they or whatever are the entirety opposite, and you're like, oh, or it's like a cute me cute, like that rarely yeah. happens,
1: yeah, that rarely happens, and you shouldn't put pressure on it to happen. And like, just like Izzy kind of said, you'll meet people, and especially freshman year when you're really trying to find your people, you'll come in contact with people who maybe won't stay for the duration of your college career and that's okay and again as i said i'm a forcer just don't force it your people will come it will feel natural and we, we need, it'll be we worth the balance
0: it. you need the balance of someone who's a forcer and someone who's just in public health we talk about a uh, diffusion of innovation <laughs> this is getting nerdy because i have my <laughs> two degrees um and basically what the diffusion of innovation theory is that you kind of have the innovators which are kind of but we talked about those, like, reachers, like, those people who will, like, ask and reach out. And then you have, like, the early adopters, the early majority, the late majority, and um, then the, the laggards. But, but it's the early adopters that are, like, one of, the, and one of the most important things in categories is because it's, like, the follower, you know? You can yeah. have someone lead, but they won't lead without any followers, and that's super important. So it's, like, equally important to extend invitations, but equally important to, like, accept them. Yeah. This topic of like meeting people. It's just so hard also to put yourself out there.
1: Yeah. Especially when you already feel weird at college and you're like your freshman year of college. It's you. It's a new space for most people. You're living with someone you don't know. You're on your own for the first time. We were living. We went to school in Boston. So we were living this city life. I came from suburban New York, like in the middle of nowhere. And to each their own. If that's what you like and that's what you wanted from college, that's cool. But I just enjoyed being able to go to school at BU and having the sort of BU bubble comfort. But then if I wanted to like totally detach from that for a day and go to a museum or like travel by Harvard or like just spend a day elsewhere outside of that, it was nice. And also, especially as a freshman, I kind of hinted at that I, I wasn't really a partying type. Um, and drinking and drugs my freshman year doing whatever I guess the college party life wasn't really me and it was nice to have the option to not do that because there are so many things to do in the city and things you could do with your friends that aren't going to like a frat party or something of that nature and it was really nice to have that option because at other schools you kind of feel pressured into doing those things even if you don't want to because there aren't many activities outside of that you know yeah, well,
0: like, actually, one of the the things that I discovered in college was like how to be friends with guys. Because, I I mean, I went to an all girls high school, so I never really had guy interaction. Um, Nico was like the first guy friend that I've had, and ever since then, I'm like I became more confident in like because I, I thought guys were these like weird like I don't know. It was, it was it was very awkward in front of guys. Um, until I became friends with some. And now, I mean, the place of work that I work at, I mean, I have guy friends, but now I'm like, oh, you're, you're hella cute, you know? Yeah. You know, I'm I, I, you know from multiple people <laughs> that I've i have expressed interest
1: of all of little interests. Um, but yeah, no, I feel you too. I mean, I went to a public co-ed school, but like, I did not really have male friends unless they were like my friend's boyfriends. So it took me a while to befriend guys in college. I have male friends now. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> That's the biggest
0: accomplishment from college. Not your degree. Just getting male friends.
1: Just getting male friends that I didn't want to do anything with. Um, but. Oh, my God. Where is I going with that? Oh, yeah. So many guys. I feel like. I mean, maybe this is also just the media portraying this to me. But I feel like this is something portrayed to me. That this is true. Is so many guys go to college and like they're not looking for a girlfriend right away. They're. I feel like all these guys go to college and want to mess around in the beginning, and then they have their settled down phase later. Am I wrong for thinking that? Because I think it's, in my experience, it has proven pretty true. I mean, if you're speaking from your own experience, that's fine.
0: Um, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I didn't do the whole, you know, hookup culture dating thing in college. Well, I didn't really. do that either.
1: Do you regret not doing
0: that? I, I don't know. I mean, I wish I definitely did more stuff or was a little bit more adventurous, but I feel like college can go either two ways. One, like you discover yourself, and then, well, maybe not two ways, but like for me, college went through like a whole discovering myself situation, which came along with discovering my mental illnesses. Um. <laughs>
1: But that's self-discovery, too. And I I feel like most of my discovery in college was more about my own self-discovery and where I want my professionally, personally goals without, like, another person involved want to be. Like, it was very much, not to say all about me, but, like, a lot of my growth kind of was, like, stuff all pertaining to just, like, me, myself, and I.
0: Yeah, which is what I'm happy about because I'm like, yeah, you know, hella growth, personal growth. Glad I didn't have that type of what I would have viewed as probably a distraction in guys. Um, it doesn't mean I didn't do my fair share of a uh, smooch in. in oh, yes. Izzy got the smooches. I got the smooches. But I don't think I'm like, I don't even think now I'm like ready. Like, I don't think in college I was ready for like a boyfriend or something, a partner or
1: whatever. I don't even know if I'm ready now. I mean, I'm, I just trying say, to get I'm ready. ready. I was gonna say, I don't even know if I'm ready now. I'm trying to get all this other stuff together in regards to like my career and professional life. Yeah, I'm trying to outwit myself. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good word. I, not that I think being in a romantic relationship would take away from that because you could definitely do that and grow with another person. I just like, I personally probably could not have done that. Yeah. Yeah. I saw earlier on social media, Uh, someone a lot of people always refer to it kind of dating yourself Uh, I kind of hate that trope it sounds so annoying it sounds annoying but it's so true like you should like treat yourself and like go out and do like do whatever you want like alone like I feel like I'm pretty good at dating myself like I'll go out to eat by myself (laughs) like I'll go to the bookstore by myself like I'll go shopping like I'll go to the movies by myself I go to concerts alone and I feel like that's that's a level of independence I achieved in college that I'm really mm-hmm. happy about because I, I know a lot of people through discussion and be telling people like, yeah, I go to concerts alone, whatever. And people are like, I would never do that. And oh, I- yeah. My best experience in college was
0: going to a concert alone. I went to a Kesha concert when I was held depressed junior fall, and it probably saved my life. <laughs>
1: Yeah, literally, like, there were, I went to a lot of concerts junior year. There was one time I went to a concert, like, I think I went to a concert every week in the month of November of junior year, like, and it honestly was a godsend, like, it was beautiful. Y'all concerts, nothing more needs to be said. Amazing. Yeah, but I don't know, like, that term of, like, dating yourself, it just, I don't
0: know, to me, it just sounds like, I, mm, I don't know. But. I don't, it just sounds like sad. <laughs> it sounds really corny. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm also like, this is also part of like a wider Instagram culture that I'm kind of fed up with, or like a social media culture where it's like, like the, the monetization and like socialization of self care ads.
1: Mm, then, um, yeah. Sometimes I like them, but sometimes they're like dumb. They're dumb where I feel like they take away from self care because then you're like, am I? Am I not doing self-care right and I need to buy this to do, like, good by myself and I need to buy this to, like, make myself feel better and, like, you know, like, it's just projecting. Self-care could be as easy as making yourself a cup of tea and sitting down to read a book. But I feel like self-care now, like, you're immediately like, okay, I'm going to go buy these fancy face masks and I'm going to go, like – get on my Peloton bike and we're gonna go <laughs> like do, you know like
0: yeah there's like a higher there was like a competitiveness now to self-care it's like what's the most popular self-care it's trendy for good or for bad I, I mean I think it's both but it's just kind of annoying where I'm like oh, when I was like kind of discovering my mental issues um and self-care like I'm like I already do these things that I don't realize that are self-care like And now when I realize I'm doing, I feel like I don't find the same self-care out of things like I used to in college. Like in college, I'm like, I'm going to sit down, like read a book. This is going to be the best thing ever. And now I'm like, I mean, I read avidly and I think it is a form of self-care, but like the gratification that I get out of it right now is, I mean, it's like high, but it's, I guess it was like when you're discovering something new, the gratification and like the emotional wellness you get out of it is higher.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think it's okay to recognize that. I don't know. Sometimes you just need to change up the routine. And that's not I a mean, bad so- thing. <laughs>
0: Talking about self care, we were we were supposed to record yesterday, but we were um, in a bad mood. Um, yeah, but- of were. We were
1: yeah. our minds were in the gutter, and yeah. then Izzy bought an <laughs> Appa plush from Avatar: The Last Airbender, and she also <laughs> said I need to buy it, and I I th- I think I am gonna buy it, but I think I'm gonna wait till I get to when i move back out to la because an 18 inch oppa plush bring that on a plane uh it will be,
0: you'll be the talk of the plane maybe some cute guy will also be like oh you wow you're so cool and like i've never met i hate this like the, the thing where i get from guys like oh i've never met a girl that like likes anime and i'm like you probably have never asked them like in-depth questions about themselves to get to know them too oh, yeah yeah. it could be a meat cute but yeah i basically dropped 40 dollars on an apple plushie that should be arriving within the week <laughs> i'm so, so excited cute. for it
1: <laughs> can we get nick universe or whatever that is to sponsor us we bought it from the nick universe place in the mall of america Where is yeah Michigan uh, or something?
0: yeah i we're highly sort of. recommend them you know we have wink. an 18 inch and a 30 inch Ooh, yeah i'm so i'm literally so excited <laughs> <laughs> we want to leave off on that note So, uh, yeah, check out our last episode on American Panda by Gloria Chow, and let's continue to support authors of color, and we had linked an anti-Asian hate supporting AAPI authors and other communities in the episode description, so make sure to check that out. Um, we also want to note, um, We try to do our part to support authors of color and we don't stand for any type of bullying or discrimination against authors of color. And I had made a TikTok recommending a book series uh, by an author who I found out was perpetrating discrimination and bullying and hate against communities of color and marginalized communities, which uh, we do not stand for. So that author is no longer going to be recommended on our TikTok or our Instagram. So we took those videos down. Yeah, please go check out those resources and we're going to do our best to promote only people that we support and who have the same values as us.
1: Yep. And with that plug about our little socials, plug (laughs) our socials again so you can follow us on instagram at danny and izzy you can email us danny and izzy at gmail.com d-a-n-i-a-n-d-i-z-z-i-e at gmail.com and we if you haven't noticed by following our instagram we have launched our tiktok so you can follow us on tiktok also danny and izzy uh, we're sharing those same TikToks to Reels on Instagram, but we'd appreciate the follow. And TikTok's a fun place to be, I'm learning, because I had vowed I, I, I would never go hands. on it. And <laughs> now I'm here. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, uh,
0: we shall see you next. Not see you. You shall listen. You shall listen to us next week. <laughs> <laughs> you shall listen to us. Yes. Okay. Well, goodbye.
1: Bye. Bye.